All right, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Todd. Definitely fine. Lots of lots of stuff going on. This this podcast medium is <laughs> is getting uh, getting controversial at times, and people um, doing interesting stuff. It, there's always uh, a whole list of stuff that we can talk about. That's for sure. And nah. not the least of which <laughs> what's going on over at Clubhouse. My goodness. Oh, I haven't been watching what's been going on at Clubhouse. It's, uh, it's exploding over there, especially around podcasting and all sorts of stuff going on over there. Conversations going all 24 hours a day, you know, big groups of three or 400 people going till three or four in the morning. And also, I mean, it's crazy over there. How much authoritative and how much just gab? Oh, there's, there's big time people over there. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not something that the industry needs to look the other way on. This is, this is something significant brewing over here. So, I mean, just the number of people involved in the diversity over there and the topic diversity is just incredible. Um, so yeah, I was in a s session last night that had like 400 people in it and it had, uh, had some, you know, some, some podcasters that have been doing podcasting for a long time. So where are people it, finding the time? Well, you just squeeze it in when you can, you know, squeeze instead, of it in. TV, instead of watching TV, you, you jump into, you know, one of these rooms. I mean, it's all Rob, audio. So Rob, it's like I, I haven't dressed up or anything. I haven't watched TV and <laughs> yeah. no, I know, but I mean, people are liking it because there's connection there, right? Yeah. People are talking to each other. It's, it's almost like going to, you know, a podcasting conference in a mm. lot of ways. Uh, that type of conversation is going on and people are breaking up into individual rooms and they're having private conversations. Plus they're having public conversations and people are recording their episodes over there too. Uh, okay. I thought that wasn't allowed. Well, it technically isn't. Um, and I did hear the founder of clubhouse talk about podcasting a little bit and, and he was a little bit critical of podcasting. Um, because he thought it was too complicated to get started with. So I guess if you think about it from his perspective, mm -hmm. um, you know, the ability to just load this app and use your phone, uh, is pretty easy and pretty simple. Right. Um, right. And, you know, the audio quality is not great. That that's one of the downsides of it, but it does get people talking and it gets, you know, a lot of the topics over there are just as valid as topics that are pod podcasted about, um, hmm. you know, the podcasters over there typically don't think it's a replacement for podcasting, but you know, it could be a little bit of a, of a filler of time that people spend with, uh, audio content that's not podcasting. So I don't know. A filler of time that isn't podcasting. All right. Well, uh, of I, need, I, I need a clone. I know. Well, I, I can't take... do, I can't do this 24 hours a day and survive. You know, it's, it's, it's just another thing. So I, I, I'm just, you know. Yeah. But it, I mean, I mean, Todd, without the podcasting conferences, you know, this is, this is the only valid replacement that I've seen hmm. so far. And you don't have to pay like $15,000 to be a sponsor. Right. You know, and, and you can create a club over there. Well, and you have I to see podcasting clubs or, or, or there that have 5,000 people in them. But you had, don't you have to have some sort of uh status in there before you can create a club? 
I think it helps. I think it helps to have a, a creator of a club that has a, a you know, a strong network. Um, th- there's no question. And I that's kind of what you've seen. I haven't been back in the app since we tried it that day when I signed up. So, because right. I could hardly contain myself with irritation on some of the people that were. <laughs> yeah. Well, in you there. Take the, the good with the bad over there, just like any other social networking platform. And in, in its fundamental nature, it is a, a new social networking platform. But what I mean, value are you doing for your show by hanging out over there all the time? Well, you get a chance, at least my experience, you get a chance to talk about the, the stuff you're doing in podcasting and helping other people. Um, I mean, I get asked a lot of questions about how to podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, how to monetize and, you know, people will, you know, come up with these topics and talk about, uh, podcasting issues and multiple people will contribute to it. And you have an opportunity to rebut other people mm. and you have an opportunity to share best practice. And at least that's what I'm using it for. Um, so it's, it's T- not tell them to come that, listen to this show. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of what I say in there too. I say, you know, I do a you know, I do a podcast topic show, you know, three hours a week, you know, right. And it's on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So, you know, I can direct people over to get deeper stuff if they like what I say, mm-hmm. right. It's they'll pop over and check out the show. Well, being it, maybe we ought to do a show over there one time. I don't know how quite how to do it and keep the live going, but. Well, you have to do it. It looks like most people that are doing, um, podcasts over there and I wouldn't necessarily, jump into that too wholeheartedly yet. I, I think you're, you're exactly right on your observation that it is a little bit, um, not necessarily what the clubhouse folks want. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people are using the, the road, um, uh, caster, road caster. Road caster yeah. because it has that Bluetooth connection yeah. capability yeah. built into it. Right. Or you can wire That's it up how, straight. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't plug in your, your iPhone or whatever into an adapter and then plug it into your mixer. Right. You should be able to do that. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's a little bit more of a complicated setup. I mean, I'm, I'm using my MV seven, um, on microphone with it. So I'm trying to push the envelope on audio quality over there. Right. I'm trying to get it better. Huh. So, well, yeah. I got to think about it. Um, right now I'm in the midst of, I did three, two and a half hours today of CES coverage live. Matter of fact, anyone that's on the Facebook page, the next team member is, is live right now with a guest. And then, uh, tomorrow I've got my 1500 episodes. So I've kind of been, yeah, you're busy. Yeah. I'm busy. And, um, and plus hundred episodes, Todd. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) And plus my J O B, you know, I got to run a podcasting company and it's, you know, there's nothing to do there at all. Oh no, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Especially this week. Yeah. Huh. My so what ca- was my calendar special? is Monday. Let me look at how much time I had. Uh what day say thirteenth? Monday. I had thirty minutes over nine hours. Tuesday wow. I had uh I had an hour free yesterday, over ten hours. Today, I've had, of course, I did the CES thing, so that, that took up some time. I've had a half hour today so far of free time. Tomorrow, I have 
maybe 45 minutes, I'm booked up full of podcasters that are freaking out. Are they freaking out about the censorship stuff that's going on? Yeah. Takedowns? Yeah. And many of them, and most impact podcasting. No, I can't say yet. Um, I'm not feeling any pressure. I'm not. And I'm reassuring people that they shouldn't feel pressure, but there's been some interesting things happen. And uh, I'm concerned. I have concerns. Um, It may be a complete coincidence, but a show in a certain genre was removed from a platform and I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to point anybody out now because I don't have all the, all the facts and I've sent an email and asking why. And the, the content of the show was mm, what you would expect it to be religious in given, nature, given the totality of the situation that's going on. Nothing to do with politics, religion. Oh, so, religion. but, um, I wouldn't have expected that. It's a show that's been on my radar for a while. So I, I don't say that the they're, I don't say that? that it's extreme, but I just leave it at that. I, I, I'm watching very, very closely and it may be just purely a coincidence. Does it stray into political views? Extreme political view? I think it has strong opinions. Okay. I don't think, and that's, that's, I'll just leave it at that. But I mean, but political views isn't enough to get taken down. No, no, it's not. No. And I, and I keep telling people the same exact thing. I mean, it's like, I'm pouring ice on people. I'm like, if you're not being, if you're not spewing hate or talking about doing something to somebody in a, you know, in a, you know, talking about harming someone. Right. Um, you should not be having an issue. I had a call just prior to doing the show, uh, with a podcaster that I know that was, that, that was top of mind and they wanted to ask about it and more than, and here's the interesting thing. I've been asked multiple times, what infrastructure are you on? Who do you have that's hosting, who's hosting your media? Oh, like a CDN? Yeah, who, you know, asking about our infrastructure because they're saying, can you get? Oh, you're talking about, so if you're on like Amazon Web Services or something like that? Well, I'm just saying they want to know who we do business with and are we, are we at risk? Blueberry, is it, they asked me, are Blueberry at risk of being, Mm -hmm. being deplatformed because we have lots of content? And I'm like, no, (laughs) you know. Is it the same with? It's same with Lipson too. We control most all, most all the infrastructure. Yeah. So, but Rob, you don't really control the infrastructure because what has happened in the last well, week was DNS entries were removed. So. Oh, know, oh, really? DNS oh, entries? yeah. Yeah. DNS entries were zeroed out. So people were, the site, well, in, the site that's been all over the news was absolutely unequivocally completely well who's responsible for that the uh, the the domain providers of the world and people that control dns i thought so, that was ican ican doesn't uh, manage dns 
It's a lot of individual well, companies. It's a thing. And I don't attest to be a. Well, there's registrars, right? There's registers. And there's, yeah. And, and if, if you're a registrar, you're typically a web hosting platform. Right. And, and, typically. but, but I can have my DNS managed by anybody. I don't have to have my DNS managed by the company right. that does my website. So that's true. that's true. There are separate DNS services companies. So anyway, so long that. story right. short, that, right. that right. particular uh, site was completely, it's zero. It comes up zero, 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 zero. You know, it, it doesn't resolve anywhere. Now, again, well, you that, can move, right. You can move your DNS. Yeah. If you can find somebody that'll do business with you, but well, there must be a significant reason why somebody's not wanting to work with them. Right. Let's not get into that whole conversation. Let's go back to the podcast thing. I don't know. I mean, why else would they? Anyway. Well, anyway, so here, here's my thing. I, you know, there's a lot of podcasters are now waking up and saying, yeah, it's, it's so ironic. And I, again, I'm not saying this is, there's no issue. Well, let's, 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 let's be, be careful here. Let's be careful and not, not, um, inflame the situation. No, there's no, yeah, there's no right, issue. Right. Right. There's no issue that I, that I am aware of, except for one potential show that, again, I have no, I, I got to get the details and find out if it was technical mm -hmm. or if the show is really removed for whatever reason. And long story short, we'll find, I'll find that out. So it could be technical, you know, again, I'm, I'm third party at this point. I'm not first party involved. So, um, so I don't want to add any flames to the fire at all, right. but, but you're going to have to really do, you're going to have to work hard. <laughs> you're going to have to work hard to be deplatformed. Seems like it to me. I, mean, I, I think so. But there is, there is rightfully so a huge amount of concern from certain types of shows and certain groups. Huge amount of concern. Huge. I mean, huge. And I host a whole, I, to be honest with you, I don't know the makeup of, of the shows we host. You guys, we host every show underneath the sun, just like you guys do. Yeah, it crosses all and genres. All genres, categories. right? Right. And, Size and, as well. And I don't go browsing the catalog and looking for, you know, mm -hmm. we, we don't do that. Well, you can't. There's too many. <laughs> you know, I, I, I need 10 clones, 100 clones of me, you know? Right. So, so it's not practical. No, it's not. But right. everyone breathe. <laughs> right. But is the it of concern? falling in. Right. So, you know, and, and it's kind of funny because I, I've said for years, don't build your castle on land you rent. Well, this time they... They dropped the nuclear bomb on the on the land that was rented, and and you know, and and uh, all of the all the water power, everything was shut off. You know, so that's I think what's got people more concerned than anything was the complete icing of you know content platform. So, and that's that's a whole discussion for another show. And right. so those types of those types of events get podcasters that are concerned about these kinds of things. Very, very concerned. Right. I mean, I did see the news that Twitter took down what 70 some thousand Twitter accounts the other day. 
Well, you know, I keep telling people too that uh, platforms and apps have been deplatformed for a long time. This is not the first. It happens all the time for terms of service violations. You just fortunately, it's it's reasonably rare, though. I mean, I wouldn't say that this. Well, it's not as rare as you think. But well, at least in the podcasting space. Oh, in the podcasting space, no. It's very rare. Very rare, right? I can probably on one hand probably. Yeah, I think there's been maybe I can think of maybe five, six shows over. Uh, my entire career. I'm only getting you in my right channel. That's issue. weird. Huh? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. It's not yeah, that many. Over 16 years. I can only think of maybe, maybe at the most 10 shows. Mm-hmm. Is there something going on? Yeah. You, you dropped out of my left channel. So I, it might probably my damn, excuse me, my mixer. But I, I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I don't think there's a big reason for concern. I, but I will say this is that it's just a wake-up call for everyone, all creators, because people are being banned off YouTube and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, have your own have your own website, but you're not going to be guaranteed even on that. So if something's bad enough, Right. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I've taken a, a, just a few, a few calls on that topic. And, uh, but you know, it's not, it's not even anything we've had an internal discussion about in the company. No. So it's not like something where it's come up and we've said, do we need to prepare? No, it's, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I mean, it is kind of interesting when you really think about it, um, how there's so much going on, you know, around our government and what's happening over there and all these takedowns and all this stuff going on. And it's like crickets with podcasting from the standpoint of any controversy around it. But, um, but I think it's, it's interesting to think about. Well, the question is, are we next? Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose I need to it's check possible. this mixture. I'm going to flip you on here, Rob. So I'm going to let you talk for a minute. I'm sorry. It's just driving me crazy here. What's going on audio wise. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's possible that we're next, but I, I just don't know that there's that much content going on in the podcast space that's really got people all riled up um, to crack down on it. I think that there's probably still some shows out there that are that are pushing the envelope, um, and that's okay. You know, if I think each of the podcast hosting platforms has their own terms of service that has more or less uh, restrictions on the type of content that's okay on their platforms and. And, uh, I, I would just advise everybody, um, that's getting into podcasting or is currently has a show hosted, just go read the terms of service that's available for your podcast host and have a clear understanding of where those lines are. Um, I mean, I think that, that, that's an important thing and it gets back to whether or not, I mean, a company can have terms of service and not really be all that aggressive in, in, in enforcing those terms of service, but uh, nonetheless, um, I think if you're hosting on a particular platform, I think it's really helpful for you as a content creator to thoroughly understand what the terms of service are on that platform right. and read through those and try and understand them as best you can. Some of them are written rather cryptically, um, and sometimes it's hard to fully interpret or they're so broad 
in their wording that it's hard to pin it down precisely. But I think it's important to understand what the terms of services are if you're a podcaster. And at the same point, I will tell you this, and I just know because of the DNA of our company, and I won't speak for any other company, we will vigorously, vigorously defend the right for you to have freedom of speech. Right. You know, if if someone comes and tries to say. And Lipson's the same way. We have a pretty open terms of service. It doesn't have a lot of restrictions in it. And if someone comes to us and says, you need to take this content down because of this, and it doesn't violate our terms of service, we're not going to take that content down. Right, right. Now, we both, Todd and I, need to say that we can't um, get in the middle of any other listening platform nope. that may take you down because of their terms of service. And there we are. We talk about what we service our customers with. And what Spotify or Google or Apple do is you got to go read their terms of service. And <laughs> we've seen a significant number right. of shows being taken down for especially one particular syndication destination i mean a couple right. a week get taken oh, yeah. down from right. one particular platform we see the most right yeah and i think we all probably know who who that is so i'll right. just leave that <laughs> i'm you know i just i think we've talked about it on this show already but sometimes yeah, it's yeah. because of music or because you have violated that particular platform's terms of service and your show has been flagged by their system and you're off and we get people that get upset. I'm like, Hey, we, it's not, you go talk to them. There's nothing we well, can do. Well, terms of service spans on a lot of areas in podcasting. It can span from metadata to, you know, how you label or title your, your podcast to, you know, what you have in your description, um, your, your practices around keywords. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. So Rob, so what, so, well, I think we need to explain to the, the audio listeners what, what you just did, Todd, why don't you go ahead and explain. <laughs> so Rob has, uh, a new decoration in his studio. <laughs> Rob, uh, I'm sorry. I don't have any pictures of myself in my office. Well, I have one with a fan back here, but that is a painting of you with your cat. <laughs> and, and there was a microphone right by your face. Oh my God. Right? That's hilarious. Podcasting together. And there's a microphone in front of my face. Too, so. I well, it was very meta for what we do here. So cat, I mean, cats need to have a voice too, right, Todd? Well, my cats are about to be de-voiced because um, I can't, I'll tell you what happened. And okay, everyone sees I got these great big sound, these beautiful sound conditioning panels in the studio, right? And you guys know I've right. got two cats in the studio, in the, in the office right now. Well, the one right. audio conditioning panels, they have found that to be quite the place to sharpen their nails. And I was doing this, doing a show yesterday and I looked over here just to the right of me and I saw cat scratch marks on my beautiful sound conditioning panels. And I'm lucky I was still on the air. 
<laughs> so you are not happy. Not happy. And they are. They're perfect. They the cats. Oh, they're gonna. And I've gave them the cat nip thing to scratch their their. But they are locked in the kitchen because I'm coming with a solution. I don't know what I'm gonna do because I've I've taken a priority mailbox, pounded it again on the wall, and wrapped it around the corner where they were scratching. But I'm thinking one, two, and it, someone's gonna come in here and think that I've got some fetish for the U.S. mail and putting priority. So I've got to come up with some plexiglass or not plexiglass, but plastic or something to put what I'm. These cats got to go. <laughs> You start damaging my sound conditioning panels that I spent big bucks for. Wow. And aesthetically, they're going to mess up. So, yes, uh, real-world podcaster problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I would shake things up a little bit oh, and that's, add a little fun to my background. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Mike in front of the cat. Mike in front of you. It's just... Uh, that's, that's, that's very, those of you that are, um, that are come over to newmediashow.com and then scroll ahead to about the 25 minute mark and you'll be able to see, uh, Rob and his cat in the picture on the video. Switch the camera <laughs> so they can actually, uh, I did, see it I did, I had, I had, I had you, okay. you can't see when I switched you, but I had you no, on I for can. a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Too funny. So, so, so anyway, I, I thought it was also interesting this past week that, um, the breaker podcast, the, the social Mm -hmm. podcast app breaker, um, the actual app went to a different company than Twitter and that I'm familiar with that company and they've been trying to buy up apps. Yeah. Player, player FM. Yeah. Uh, They've been, been working with those folks actually maple, um, media has actually been a pod, around in podcasting for quite a while, playing around in various places in the medium for many years. It, um, but but their recent acquisition of Player FM, and I guess they also acquired uh, what Podkicker. Um, yeah, this and is now their ad breaker. This is the third app, so we can see their strategy by all the apps of the companies that either went out of business or uh, <laughs> or uh, got acquired, and they don't want their app no more. Bargain shopping is what they call that, Todd. Yeah, and then and then the the team that built Breaker um, went over to Twitter. So right. that was an accu hire, is what you call yeah, that. Yeah, um, that was an acquire the the talent. Yep, probably a bunch of engineers would be my guess. Sure, to go over and uh, create something for uh, Twitter. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what that turns out to be. Maybe they're seeing what's happening with Clubhouse and Twitter doesn't want to get uh, lost in the... Well, they're getting smoked. <laughs> in the stampede over to Clubhouse. Well, and, you know, Twitter already had a huge exodus too, so... Right. That's um, true. And, That's you true. know, I, I posted a picture on my Facebook page uh, yesterday that um, it was a, a graph that showed... Uh, see if I can find it here without disrupting the audio in the show and it was um for those who consider which messaging app they should use here's a quick look at what they collect and see on your phones so uh, signal yeah. signal is one the only the only personal data signal stores is your phone number telegram contact info contacts and user id 
WhatsApp collects device ID, user ID, advertising data, purchasing data, course location, phone number, email address, contacts, phone interaction, crash data, performance data, other diagnostic data, payment info, customer support, product iteration, or other user content. Now, how much does Facebook collect? <laughs> Listen to this. Three per times as much. Right. Purchase history, other financial info, precise location, course location, physical address, email address, name, phone number, other user contact info, contacts, photo or video, gameplay content, other user content, search history, browsing history, user ID, device ID, product interaction, signal, device ID signal, advertising data, other usage data, crash data, performance data, other diagnostic data, other data types, browsing history, health, fitness, payment info, photos or videos, audio data, gameplay, oh, they doubled that one, gameplay contents, customer support, other user content, search history, sensitive info, iMessage, uh, email address, phone number, and search history. It's a lot. It's a lot. So... No wonder Facebook's making lots of money. We'll see you until the great purge continues if Signal gets taken out. Because they're not yeah. collecting enough information for right. the overlords, for our big tech overlords. Right. That's, anyone that's been listening to my show for a while, I already, well, warned, you. I already warned you. Well, you love them and you hate them at the same time, right? And, I'm, and it's not even related to you this. can't live without them. Well, that's that's part of the. Uh, we can get in a whole conversation here, so we. Uh, I'll stop right there. <laughs> I guess that kind of encapsulated. Well, you, you know, he, okay. So here's my issue: the internet used to be a web browser and a connection to the, and you could go yeah. to every website you want. And not everybody was using it. Right. That's the okay. internet now is this. Right, and everybody's on it. And now this has. A gatekeeper. Yeah. Yep. It's always had a gatekeeper, though. Smartphones have always had gatekeepers. That's true. So yeah. this is why, yeah, I, man. I could we could have made I could have made so much money as a consultant. I'd have said you're going to launch what kind of website? You're right. going to who's going to be on this? Really? Uh, I think you need a a private web app or a public web app. PWA, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you need your own iron, and you need your own data center. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and don't worry about making an iOS or Google app because they're going to get banned anyway. So, right. So I think what this will probably do, regardless of the situation that you know involved it, and actually I would recommend people read Glenn Greensweld, the prior register author. He has a fantastic thread can't say it any better on all the things that went down and the stuff that's not really being talked about. Um, what it's going to do is going to make companies say, or going to wake them up and say, you mean I can be taken offline if someone, if I don't, if I, if I have a violation of terms of service with Apple or Google. So mm -hmm. I think companies are going to smart companies will start rethinking their strategy. And this could put a huge damper on app development. Maybe not, but it could. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can have web apps to do the same thing as a mobile app, why build a mobile app? But but for podcasters, you guys are fine. Just breathe. You're calm. There's no issue. Yeah, I, th I don't think there's anything to be alarmed about no. what's going on with podcasting right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, Mike, uh, yes, they've killed about 70,000 Twitter accounts. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. We shall see. Yes, we will. But anyway, I, you know, I've just, uh, I've hardly been able to come up for air this week. Um, which is good. And by the way, for those of you that follow the podcast awards, we, we got the podcast awards trophy. Uh, what do you call it? The, the proofs finally. So I sent an email this afternoon about that. Um, it's great. Yeah. Let's, uh, what else has been going on, Rob? Well, there's always, uh, you know, James is always breaking some sort of a scandal. Um, <laughs> is, he, is he breaking scandals now? <laughs> well, the one today was about Condé Nast. Um, oh, that's been, yeah, they, that's a nasty little letter that they put out. Those people got fired. Yeah. What, Todd, why don't you help me understand this? I um, haven't read it, Rob. I didn't I read mean, it. It's, it's this thing that we're starting to see more and more of is um, companies getting thrown under the bus by their employees. Rob, um, where have you been? I know, but yeah, it's, it's true. I'm not saying that it's not true. I yeah. just wonder what the people that are doing it, um, what they're thinking. Um, well, they're already fired. So, I know, but that's going to make it hard for them to find a new opportunity, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know. You kind of shoot yourself in the foot a little bit uh, when you do stuff like that. But I guess if it, you know, if it improves things or makes things change, I think that's a little bit of the culture that we're living in now, right? For some reason, I don't have today's pod news in my inbox. Mm. Hmm. Well, you can just go to their website. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. You know, we're seeing more and more criticisms coming out about people. And I guess we've kind of done that too, to some degree. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, fed that flame, I guess. Um, and I guess it's, it's about trying to get people to do, do the right thing. Right. But it's just surprising when employees do it. Um, that's all. I've never been a burn the bridge kind of a kind of a guy when I leave a company, if you know what I mean. Well, I've had very little experience in that. I was twenty five years in the Navy and I retired, so <laughs> Yeah, so you you haven't had an opportunity to burn any bridges. No, right? I haven't. I haven't yeah. had that opportunity. And I don't think I would either, especially right. if I want to work some more. Right, exactly. And that's kind of my bigger point is that, you know, it's it may get headlines and it may get you some accolades for a while, but you know, yeah, a future employer may may be a little more hesitant to How work you, with you. I'm over on podnews. How do you find the actual article of the day? I uh, you have to scroll to the bottom of the page, and he's got each of the oh, days, okay um, uh, newsletters there. You just click on one of those, uh, the one on the far left, usually, usually the one. Dude, James, you need to because I'm over on. Okay, I'll, I'll find it. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, and I, I guess just the, the, the oh, editing software, um, Descript, I guess raised, uh, $30 million in new funding. 30 million. Descript did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because I've talked to the Descript folks. Oh, yeah. And, uh. We've talked to them. 
and they they don't want to really do integration with anybody. They want you to do integration to them. And um, you got thirty million dollars and hire a few more devs. Well, they they are pushing the envelope on things over there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, being able to edit uh, your audio from a transcript is you know that's you know that's also adding things. Right. Uh, Adding audio from text is that's kind of like that's pretty cutting edge stuff. So there's also, and I read something separate today, came into from a different news source, this New York Times Caliphate podcast. The mm-hmm. the some of the NPR groups have removed the daily from their stations over whatever happened with this. And again, I, this is more about handling of employees, I think. So I I didn't really um I didn't go into it and read too much about that either. So yeah, it's just another scandal mm-hmm. kind of news thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they did report that Spotify removed a show from Pete Evans. He's an Australian conspiracy theorist. And uh, so called Evolve. You know, there's a lot of really good, you know, if if you think about conspiracy theory shows, um, radio, go back to the radio days, Art Bell. George and of course George Norrie still online. Art Bell had the absolute best conspiracy theory radio show ever created. You know that guy was rest in peace. But Art Bell was absolutely unequivocally the best. He's gold standard. But you know what? It was never really linked up with politics. There's all these UFOs. No, I don't know. I don't. But remember, we were all sheltered because stuff. To happen in politics really wasn't, you know, yeah, we, we it, were spoon-fed it, stuff from those, you know, ABC, NBC, and it, you know, we were all mind melded by them in the early. You know, if you think about it, we were all brainwashed by those news organizations because they spoon-fed us what they thought we needed to hear. So well, that's kind of what journalism is all about, though. Todd. It's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 well, I mean, it is. I mean, at its core, that's what journalism is: is that you're trusting a reporter to go out and get the facts and report on the facts. Yeah, right? there's no more journalism; it's just sensationalism. It's right. entertainment now. Oh so. yeah, once once those journalistic entities merged with the entertainment divisions, <laughs> yeah, of the media companies and for profit, because most of the early journalism. Uh, as I recall, going back, were not for-profit entities in these media companies. Mm-hmm. They they were funded based on other revenue-generating activities because th- they wanted to maintain their independence right. from the influence of advertisers or others. Um, but what wound up happening is that uh, there was a desire to you know profitize every aspect of those media companies. And that's what, that's what's caused it to happen. And now it's all about building audience in the early days. Journalists didn't really care how many people read really. Right. They were just trying to put out the facts. Yeah. I noticed it kind of moved beyond that now. Yeah. I noticed that your, uh, Rob, your Rob Rob was talked about today in pod news as well. Yeah. About something he talked about in the feed. It's been a regular listing of me in there too. Yeah, of course. All right. So James and yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but it's, it's, uh, you know, I think that things that were going on around that have been worked out and I think there, there's now clearer understanding of what was going on with, you know, podcast 2.0 and, um, at least where Lipson's, you know, where Lipson is and all that. So I guess I'll have to listen to my first ever episode of the feed to see what you guys have to say. Hmm. Because yeah. this is yeah. the one where he talks about Apple's privacy information. Yeah, uh, that's that's a <clears throat> that's a whole other thing too. So <laughs> okay, enlighten me. Talk. I'm sure we can talk more about that in the future. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh okay. <laughs> I'm missing something <laughs> here. All right. Well, it's yeah. Anyway, there's yeah. There's some. Hopefully things can improve on this area, right? In the privacy front? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's hopeful. I think there are some ideas that are being bounced around on how that can be improved. Well, we've already determined pri- most podcasters don't care about listener privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Though podcasters, some some podcasters care about it. Yeah, some. Some, I think other ones see it as maybe if they share that information, then there's some income, um, right, increased right. income opportunities that might be available to them. Yeah. But, yeah. We're just going to have to work through these issues uh, as best we can. You know, you start thinking about the listening platforms. Um, they're a big part of this. Mm-hmm. As, as, as anybody that listens to this show knows. Right. But I saw some, oh, I can't talk about it because it hasn't been released yet. Did the IEB release those numbers that they summed up for percentages? I don't believe so. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. yeah. But I saw the draft and um, and they took a bunch of our, all of, and a bunch of the IEB members submitted averages on percentage of listenerships in December across platforms. I guess that's the best way to say it. And they've up. They're going to be updating that in the the IEB two point one doc with those percentages, and um, it's it's a it's a very telling set of metrics on where the division of podcast listening is still happening. I think I can say without a doubt that uh, Apple's still king. Yeah, I think so. I mean. I mean, you look at some of the platforms, though, some of the hosting platforms are a lot stronger with listening over on Spotify than other right. ones. Like, you know, Lipson and Blueberries, we're, we're about the same. We're at like 10%, but we also have a lot of legacy podcasts that are hosted on our platforms. Uh, where you look at some of the, the newer podcast hosts on the platform, and they typically have higher percentage of listening on Spotify. So I think it's about the composition of the shows. I think it's also about the content, the type, the yeah, age. Right. It's, the, it's the composition of the right, right. types, the age group to some degree that's creating yep. the content over there. Um, yeah. So, but you know, this, you know, where, where's the space going to be in two years, Rob? Can we predict two years? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard to think that far out right now. I think yeah. things are evolving pretty quickly. Um, you know, I think 
this is the standard thing that I usually say on this topic is, is that if you, if you gauge the future based on the past, yeah, <laughs> um, things are going to stay the same <laughs> steady away as steady as she goes. Right. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be a lot of big fluctuations though. I would say that the movement towards mergers and acquisitions seems like it's definitely, um, maintaining at a fairly high rate of so, consolidation. So the, um, but the question then will be is all these moves are being made, all this money is being made. You know, Spotify is, you know, banking on, there's an article from Bloomberg, they're banking on podcasting, making them profitable. And when a big company like that is banking on podcasting, being making them, they are, it is the solution to make them profitable. I sit back and go, wow, that means there's going to be a lot of content that's going to be monetized through advertising. And it might be, and you might not get a dime as a podcaster because they're spending money like a drunk sailor or a drunk New York uh, Wall Street guy. <laughs> you know, because sailors don't have $300 million. So, you know, these companies have got to make their money back the iHearts and all these companies that are making major, major purchases. And you look at the money they, that Pand Pandora is this looks to me like, at least from news I've seen is Pandora is a bit of a, is bleeding red and making it. They're investing in the future. I think um, all these companies are um, in a changing model. I mean, the, the, the information that I've heard, and we've mentioned this on the show before is that, um, I think a lot of people thought that what was happening with Spotify with podcasts is that people were spending less time with music. Yeah. And that the, the data that I'm seeing come out, that, that's just not the case. What they're doing is e expanding the listening, not right, right. replacing, which means that the, the savings on music is not going to happen is not happening. So, where they're gaining is um, on their growth of subscribers right. and their growth of consumption on the platform. Yep. And they're not paying a royalty typically. I mean, unless your, your name is Joe Rogan, um, they're typically not paying a royalty to podcasters. Um, so there's no direct cost there and there isn't even cost for bandwidth anymore because they're pulling it all off of our platforms. Mm. Now. So, you know, there isn't a lot of cost and there's, there's new subscribers that are subscribing to Spotify. Yeah. Um, so they're getting a benefit from growing the overall listening. Maybe pastor wasn't such a good idea, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think pass through is good for the hosting platforms because it puts us in a position of being able to aggregate. Right. Um, advertising and they uh, still across can multiple platforms. Yeah. They can still, people can use ad insertion and it's not cast right. anymore, right. but that's not going to take away the opportunity that these big companies are going to do around advertising. They may still want to, to get in an advertising relationship. And I've, I've always said this too. I think ultimately maybe where we wind up is, is some advertising is inserted by a Spotify or, and some advertising is inserted by the, the, the host. And that's, that, that's equivalent to what happened in radio, um, between local ads and national ads. Sounds like a um, great relationship for a failed business model. 
It is. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> downsides to that, but I, I do think that those folks come out of that way of thinking and we may see some form of that start to develop. Um, I think it gets back to very quickly of ad load. Um, and I think we're already seeing pressure on that. I think that survey that we, we talked about, um, from Edison was showing that there is some advertising sensitivity in the market right now that's starting to pop up and become an issue. Um, I think that the, the advertising industry of podcasting is kind of like going, well, it's not really that big a deal. They're kind of pushing it off as being an, much of an issue. I think because, a lot, a lot of people want heavy ad load because right. there's more profits there. So, yeah. And I think too, is we know economy of scale, Spotify has it now. I heart right. from a, from a, you know, they may have a lot of views on their shows on their platform, but they sure aren't doing hardly anything for any other podcaster, for any indies, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're under, you know, I think it was 0.1% or something like that of, yeah, not 1%, 0.1% of, you know, global downloads that we looked at. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's almost not even worth being on their platform. Because no one's listening over there, at least not to those podcasts on podcasts that we have that are on that are submitted to iHeart. I shouldn't say we, the podcasters that work with us, it's submitted to iHeart. Right. Right. When you have the, you know, four or five destinations consume the majority, seventy-five or eighty percent of all podcast consumption, and everyone else is below that line then there isn't that much diversity in where content's being consumed these days. Yeah. I think we're still seeing kind of the, the expansion of podcast advertising outside of the U S right. to, you know, I, th- I think we saw in the news, a couple of announcements talking about, um, live X live podcast one signed to deal with a Latin American Musician, but didn't they get um, acquired? Didn't Live X Live just now get acquired? No, no, I heard right. they got acquired. Oh, Live X Live got acquired. I'm pretty by somebody? sure. I let me go look. And Ad Large Media just signed a deal with Canada's TPX, which is uh, the TPX folks have been selling um, advertising into podcasts that are being delivered to Canada um, from. Those ads are coming out of Canadian brands. No, they, they companies. weren't. They weren't acquired, but I thought they were. I thought someone was acquiring yeah, I them. That, I hadn't heard. I would imagine that would have been news in the podcast. Yeah. Space so they they happened. weren't. I I thought they had been. Well, who knows? They might be at some point. Yeah. So well, I you know I guess you know from my perspective here, it's uh you know just keep on cranking. Let's keep the fundamentals going. Let's. What we, you know, what we really, and maybe Rob, what we should do on this show is most of the podcasters are not going to be affected by any of the stuff that's been going on. These big acquisitions, they're, they're still out there turning and burning, trying to get their shows growing. And so maybe we should start taking a closer look at what we can do to try to help podcasters grow their shows and talk about that stuff on this show. You know, I think those of you that listened to last week's show and listened to Danny, if you weren't inspired to, yeah. 
you know, that, you know, I, I think there's huge opportunity for shows to, to build audience. They just got to grind. You got to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. I had that conversation. I, I, I regularly have that conversation. I also have shared that on, you know, sessions at clubhouse too, is that consistency, it's driving, um, your target audience that you're trying to reach with your show, you know, in your genre topic, um, being seen as an expert, being seen as somebody that's a leader, yep. um, being seen as, as influential being, you know, just doing all the things that you, you know, you might do, even if you, if, if you were starting a new company right. or you're building a, a company, those are a lot of the same practices. I call it building authority. Right. Right. You know, you've you got to do that kind of right. stuff. And it takes getting in and doing the grind. It's yeah, not doing easy the work. grind. Yep. It's working late. It's working weekends. It's, it's always, you know, unfortunately being on your phone. I mean, you know, you and I, Todd, we, there is really no weekends for us. I mean, I no. think we would love to have weekends, but the problem the, the, the issue is, is podcasters don't take weekends off. Right. Typically they're working on weekends. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that creates a situation. And then I'm also working with people outside of the U S too. So, you know, it's around the clock and I've, I've been living this life for a long time. You know, um, it, as long as I have my phone in my hand, I'm reachable. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, clubhouse has come on and there's podcast sessions that I can get involved in that have two or 300 people in them that are going on at two in the morning. So guess what I'm doing sometimes. So, mm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy and it's probably not good for my sleep pattern, but <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Are you insane? Two, well, between two, two and three in the morning. Occasionally, so, okay. occasionally I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's, here, here is, how old are you, Rob? Do I have to say? You're in your fifties. <laughs> right? I'm in my late fifties. Yes. Okay. So I'm in my mid fifties. Yep. You're not, you're not a puppy anymore. I'm not. You know, <laughs> you got to pick your battles because. Well, I, you, you're well, going to be sitting at your desk at nine o'clock in the morning. You're going to stroke out. You think so? Dude, it, it, I become to value my off time more and more. Although I really don't truly get off time. I try in a big way. Yeah. To actually disconnect. I, I, I'm just going to go back to the adage. I can't save them all. You need a clone that's 25 years old that you train to go do that work that has, they can, can, they can do 20 hours a day. Yeah. I, I, I feel, I feel obligated. Feel fortunate, Todd, because I'm able to do something that a lot of people would love to be able to do, you know? So oh, I, I agree, you know, <laughs> helping, helping people, um, chase their, but, I, their dreams that I, they have. I think yeah. you're in a position different than what I'm in. You know, imagine being Lori. Well, well I'm not running a company. Right. <laughs> you're in a different situation. That's right. <laughs> you know, so. Guess what? I don't own a company. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a, I'm a part owner. I have partners. I have owned companies <laughs> in the past. Um, a, a few. Um, so I used to own a restaurant. Too. Right. I don't own a restaurant for five years. Right. So I know about working seven days a week. Yeah. Sleeping on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> Ooh, that yes. sounds gross. 
<laughs> it can be. But it was my bathroom and I kept it pristine right, clean. So, right. Yeah. I think I'd have found a couple of tables to push together and slept on the table. <laughs> yeah, I had a a spiral sliced ham restaurant in a mall in Seattle next to the, the University of Washington. So for five years. And it was a deli and restaurant stuff. So yeah. yeah. But restaurants and bars, you're married to them. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it was in a mall, so it was open seven days a week and sure. I had to hire staff to, to manage it when I wasn't there, but you know, what's going to happen, you know, what's going to happen when I start telling my team members, we need to start hanging out on clubhouse. (laughs) There's going to be like a revolt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they're not having to travel to, to conferences right now. But it's seven days a week, three o'clock in the morning. Come on. I have to do sessions at three o'clock in the morning. I'm just telling you that occasionally I'll stay up that late because what goes on there is that people will start sessions uh, for people that are coming out that are in Europe, right? Or in Australia or whatever. So it's during the middle of the day for them. (laughs) So anyway, that's. Who's watching this? Who's watching this right now in the chat room that would stay up to three o'clock in the morning and chat. It's not, it's well, it's, it's talking. It's not, I know it's chatting. It's talking. It's the same thing. I know, but there's stuff that you can learn over there. (sighs) Okay. There's some, like I was on a session, um, last night that had, uh, Mark Andreessen in it. You know, the Mark Andreessen that was the founder of Netscape. Right. Created the, the internet. Right. So, and Steven Sanofsky, who ran windows at Microsoft for many years, yep. he was in the same session too. Uh, I was, um, my little icon was sitting right, right next to Tony Robbins last night too. He was in <laughs> listening, you know, the, the big inspirational speaker. Oh yeah. Tony Robbins. That's right. the guy I want to be associated with. Well, I know, but still, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about prominent, um, kind yep. of leaders that are involved in this app now. So it's you're forcing me now to go over there and go, it's so hang it, hanging out over there. So I can, I can badger you on, <sighs> on the uh, calls. <laughs> just like I do here. Right. Right. Well, you don't badger me too bad. But. I know I don't. I'm just teasing you. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. There's just so, not enough hours in a day. You know, everyone that's listening to this, you know, go over and hang out in clubhouse and you guys, everyone that's lit here, here's what we do. Everyone in this list in this show in some form or another, probably agree with many of the principles that Rob and I have put out. Become our proxies, please (laughs) go over there and take the PhD in podcasting that we have provided to you. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I agree with that. You, you guys go over there and be our proxy. No, be a leader, right? Right. Or yes, be a leader. And a positive leader too, right? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to foster there's, new leaders. I'm, there's, I'm some, there's something forever. on uh, Adam Curry's show. There's a jingle that is something about replicating the formula. Right. So go ahead and replicate the formula. And help us out. I, I don't After have the. Ba- we're gone. Who, who, who's going to take I'm over? I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. 
You right. know, my mile my mile marker hasn't been called yet. Your mile marker hasn't been called yet. No. Yeah. My mine hasn't either. I'm I'm doing just fine. I'm healthy as is all get out and I'm ready to go. So let's, let's, let's make it happen. You work in 18, 19 hours a day, like I used to, and you won't be healthy for long. Oh, but Todd, I've been doing that for 16 years now. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's called denial, right? Believe, that's what they call it. believe what you must. Right. You know, I was, I was, uh, uh, basically working until nine thirty last night and I collapsed after I was done stick a fork in me. So there's no, first of all, if I have a full day and everything that's been going on and then I have to go home, get some dinner and right. then re get drink another Red Bull and right. get ramped up to get in and have a three hour conversation about podcasting. I'm going to walk into work the next morning and I'm going to be like, whose head can I bite off right now? Right. <laughs> because right. this is not five days of conference. This is going to go on 365, 24, seven. It's not right. sustainable. Right. Well, and you start lo looking at this medium becoming a global medium and that adds a whole nother dynamic. This, but Todd, I was living that world when I was working for Spreaker, right? I was the only U S representative that worked for Spreaker for two years. I was the only one on the ground in the U.S. for that company. So I was spending time in the evenings and in the mornings talking to Europe, right? And then during the day, it was you know taking care of the U.S. market. I hope so they were. Was, I hope they were paying you a huge pile of money because you know what? I have you ever have you have you about. ever seen an armored car following a hearst? I, I, I hear you, Todd. I hear you, Todd. I get it. Yeah. Martin, uh, I, yeah, I love Red Bulls. So yeah, <laughs> it's probably five a week right now. So yeah. I'm a long ways away from retirement, Todd, though. That's well, okay. That's up to you. Yeah. You know, a 10 well, more, 10. My, 10 more years. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'd like to well, do work about 10 more years. Yeah. Well, I think if you, you know, when you sell your company, that will be probably <laughs> what you do. Right. Some, Hey, if, if you have a big fat check, come on, I'll retire tomorrow. <laughs> but the check's got to be of, really uh, fat. Speaking of big, big fat checks, um, gauge over at, uh, Streamyard, I'm sure had a holy nice smokes. He could retire. Yes, he did. I don't know how what his equity split was, but a 250 million acquisition. That's a Yahoo. <laughs> well, from what I know, he only had one other co-founder. Wow. And I think there was only a couple other people in the company. That's incredible. And I don't think he took any venture capital before the acquisition. I either. don't think so either. So, so, you know, good for them. That's huge. Can you it's, imagine? He's set for life. I mean, yeah. he's a young kid, though. Yeah, he's he's a young guy. He's still set for life. I mean, he's like, I don't know, he's, what, 30 or something? Yeah, set for life. Yeah. Buy the Lamborghini and a yacht and see the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even in a million a year, he can, you know, if it's invested correctly, he can do okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the whole transaction with Wondery too. Um, you know, I'm sure that Hernan's doing okay. Well, yeah. all I, you guys, we, we joke about this, but here's the deal. We know who breads our butter. I'm not going anywhere. Right. E- and even I, if I get, in, even either. if I get, I'm a, not either. And these things are, these are realities in the market. Um, this, these are what are happening, but they don't happen very often. No, no. And so, actually in, in all reality, companies that are not venture capital based typically don't get big exits. So the guys at, uh, Streamyard did very, very well for not having venture investment. Well, look at what happened to podcast one. Well, they had a rich guy that made, didn't have a strong exit. Well, yeah, 18 million. So, but they got some other money halfway through from, so it, it's more like 25 because they got six or 7 million from the radio company and then got another 18. So just by chance, I, I, I have Hubbard broadcasting on my screen in front of me. How, you know, that is all right, someone go put some money on Hubbard. <laughs> well, they, I'm curious. I never heard what happened to the investment percentage that Hubbard had. I'm sure they got paid out. So I'm sure live X live basically either probably paid them off on that 10%. So they got their money back probably. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe, I don't know though, because I, I, I I can't remember how much they put in. I think it was between six and 10 million. Yeah. I think it was, I thought it was like seven something better. Yeah. 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 So, and I thought it was like for 30% of the company. I'm glad that they, I'd like to, 30% of 18 million. I'd like to have a friend like that. Yeah. You come in and give me 20 million. I'll give you 15%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. There you go. But, um, but yeah, the radio industry is still, uh, I think they're, they're making some changes. Yeah. They're, they're, they're worried about their long-term viability. That's a nice way of putting it, Todd. You know, there's a radio station here in town, country station, Mm 98.7. And, uh, we had an ice storm recently and there's, Mm -hmm. it was made the local Facebook group and mm-hmm. uh, they could only be heard like within a mile of their tower for like a week. And I'm thinking mm. to myself, Hmm, you can only reach an audience of about a mile around the radio station. Cause you got ice on your antenna. Um, you know, if I'd have been the GM of that thing, I'd have been out there hitting the base of the antenna with a sledgehammer, you know, trying to knock the ice off. But they said, we have to wait for it to warm up. Well, what if it hadn't warmed up? So when Boy, that's a new type of deplatform, right? Deplatform yourself <laughs> from an ice storm, you know? So, you Frozen know, out of your distribution. So they, you know, right. that just is a telling of, yeah, they can turn the internet off on us, but you know, as long as you pay your internet bill, you're probably okay. So that's a different kind of problem. Radio stations have, they've got all this infrastructure. They have to uh, maintain. And obviously they've automated a lot of it, reduced staffs and stuff is on playlist and there's not really a DJ in the studio on Saturday. You're just hearing the DJ that recorded it on Tuesday 
for three hours and then was told to go home, you know, did the whole weekend show. And so radio is, uh, it's got problems. It's not just technical ones, but it's, you know, our kids are not listening to radio. Hey Todd, tell me about your, your deal and your integration with, uh, with the, uh, the pot chaser folks. We just made it um, a simple integration. Shows can submit to be on Podchaser. So all we did was basically allow us to, to their API is not ready yet for the okay. other data that they're mining. So now it's just purely a, people can submit their show to Podchaser. Okay. So there isn't any sharing of host information not or yet. anything like that? Right. Not yet. Because okay. their API okay. is not ready. And maybe I, oh, I don't know if I was allowed to say that or not, but sorry. <laughs> but they're they're building that. They're building. Um, mm-hmm. Well, AP- that's their that's what they do, right? right? But they want to be a comprehensive catalog of all the podcasts. I know that's what they've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, so and 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 they've got. Um, oh, I can't say that either. They've got some announcements coming, and I think that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be someone to watch. Yeah. They're, they're pulling together. They're trying, trying to become, you know, really even beyond the IMDB of podcasting. Um, well, you yeah. saw they, I mean, they did some integration with Spotify. So, and they, they've, uh, r- rolled out the new taxonomy stuff. I was involved in that. Yeah. I was invited so, to that. I haven't had time to I didn't, stick my nose in. I didn't really contribute much to it. They, they had it well under control, but it, it certainly, it was something that, um, I had an interest in for the podcast Academy. Um, so that was something that was shared also with the podcast Academy to help us kind of all, I think that was the purpose of the taxonomy really is to get the industry together, um, and use common referential terms to describe certain types of job titles and things like that. So but the question is, important... is it going to be followed? I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Um, it's not like it's going to make a difference in anybody's revenue or anything. I think it's, you know, so or is, is everybody paying attention to the taxonomy? That is the other question, right? Yeah. Is it going to be socialized wide enough to be widely adopted? Yeah. I don't know that that has happened. Now let me. So, maybe we should socialize it more, but I don't know that. You know, some of it's kind of common sense stuff, though. Right. Sorry, so, I'm having to reply to an email and a podcaster that needs help. That never happens. <laughs> I'm just sending this email to Mike. Mike, if you're listening, uh, I've got one for your inbox coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> blueberry customer support on the uh, new media show today yes right. absolutely right here so anything else going on um i think people are i think well i i think we're gonna have a slow news time for a couple of weeks what oh why is that because eh, of just just because of everything yeah I think so. I think people are being very quiet. I think a lot of people are fairly traumatized about what's going on. Yeah, I did notice also the Buzzsprout announced that they're going to have support for dynamic 
content for every podcaster on their platform. What does that mean? Dynamic ad insertion? Yeah. So why do they call it dynamic content? Pre-rolls and post-rolls. I don't see any mention of mid-rolls. But that's not, that's not, that's not dynamic content. That's ad insertion. Why would they call it dynamic content? Yeah. Um, That is an interesting change to the concept. I agree with you. I don't, I don't know that I disagree with using that terminology to describe it, but maybe that's probably a little more inclusive of a bigger agenda there Mm. than really what this is actually doing. Um, I think dynamic um, insertion can be used for lots of things in addition to advertising. Right. Um, I did that when I was working for Podcast One. We we used it for cross promotions. We used it for um, brand ID audio. We we used it for um, segments of shows too. Right. So so you can actually you know the dynamic insertion technology is not necessarily exclusively can be used for just right, advertising. Right. It can be used, it can for, be used for any anything. Audio. Right. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's the, that's why I don't disagree with what they're doing there. But in this context, it's going to, they're saying that it's going to be used for pre-roll and post-roll insertion, which in some ways isn't really insertion. Is it? Mm, I guess it. Well, it still uses the same technology. You have to rebuild right. the file. Yeah, but it's not actually taking a, um, a you know, a physical location, a timestamp location in the middle of the content and injecting it into the MP3 file. You're basically bolting it on to the ends. Right. If you're doing just pre-roll and post-roll. Yep. They're not saying anything about mid-rolls here in this announcement. Right. That I can see anyway. I'm looking at the announcement right now. Which is where all the value is, is in the mid roll. Well, you know, I've taken I've, I've taken yeah. a different stand on that. I was usually, I, you know, I was very, very negative about. You said, oh, pre roll. I was very negative about pre roll for a long time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Are you less negative? About yeah, it? I am because everyone's selling pre roll. So I think it's doing how pre-roll. it's done. I think. I mean, I really liked what Leo Laporte typically do does with pre-rolls. Um, they'll do a, a brand ID in a pre-roll position, but then they'll do a host read in the middle to support that brand ID at the beginning of the show. So do you keep an eye on what Leo's doing these days? I haven't anymore? listened to anything from Leo in probably more than a year. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't even been to twit, you know, so that's, you know, in that, that, you know, I've seen, I saw him at CES last year. Yeah. And, well, we both saw him together, I think. Right. Uh, at CES. Yeah, maybe. Well, well, no, no. I saw him at, uh, podcast movement. Mm. Remember in, uh, in, uh, Orlando. Remember? Yeah. I think, I think you were there when yeah, I he did. walked by and was so upset with us. <laughs> so I'm uh, looking on his website here and he's, he's still cranking, but. I think Leo's on the clock, you know, I, based on what we, you and I heard together, uh, Leo wants to retire Yeah, at some point yeah. soon. And he only did a certain amount of lease on his location. He is in now. 
So right, it's a smaller studio than what he used to have. Right. right. And he's not, you know, I think he only signed a five year lease with the plan to to retire, but um and I don't even know what shows are on Twit anymore. I have no, nary a clue. I'm it's looking at their website the right ones. now. I mean, I think he's launched some some new shows. I mean, if you want to pull it up. Yeah, I've got it uh, here. So, you know, here's the thing, too, is, you know, staff, if someone gets popular on Twit, it just seems like they don't stick around very long. Or. Well, you know, I'm conflicted about this because I think what Leo's doing over there is is good stuff. I, I don't know. He's, it just doesn't seem like he's part of the conversation anymore. And I'm not quite sure why. Well, he calls them podcast. Now it's on the website well, that says, that. says podcast. Right. right. So how many shows they got? I, Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 22 shows. So pretty big, big list of shows. Yeah. But yeah. Steve Gibson's been with him for years. Right. Um, a lot of these are anchored by Leo. Um, you know, like a, a Windows Weekly has been going on forever. Yeah. So um, I'm. You got MacBreak Weekly, uh, a Mac show, and that one's being done by a couple of new folks. It looks like with Leo anchoring it. iOS Today. Right. I don't know who any of these people are. All about Android right. again. It, so, and then Jason Howell's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I've again, him for years. Let's let me count here. How many? Okay, there's 22 shows. So we've got one, two, three, four, five. Jason's uh, doing a lot of shows over there. Let me look here. Like. Six. It looks to me like Lee seven. So, uh, of the 22 shows, Leo is anchor on seven of them. Steve Gibson has got his, you know, he carries uh, security now. Um, But, so what happens if Leo retires to those seven shows that he anchors? Do those shows continue? Will they survive? This Week in Tech doesn't. That's gone if he retires. And again, what we're basing a retirement on is the conversation we had in the hallway at NAB. Yeah. So. I mean, Todd, what what do you think? You think I should reach out to Leo and invite him to come on? Yeah, and, love and to have him on. It? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. At the very least, we get we can probably get Lisa. Yeah, Lisa or Leo would be great. Either yeah. one. Yeah, because I. I just wish these guys were more part of the podcast conversation that's going on out there. You I know, think it would be good for their company. I'm not well, sure why, why I have that perception about what's going on with, with them. They're, they don't need to be part of the conversation. They're established brand. They're doing their thing. They're making money. Why upset the apple cart? What, why die? Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, um, no, yeah, but it's not upsetting the apple cart. No. It's getting, the word out to to new newer to he, the industry. I I don't I have yet to he, see him listed in like Pod News or anything. I don't blame I don't blame Leo for not participating. Here's the thing. Here's a guy that's doing seven, right? 
shows a week. And well, he's busy. He's busy <laughs> and he should he has to keep his eye on the ball. I have to keep my eye on the ball in podcasting. Leo needs to keep his eye on the ball on Twit. I don't blame Leo for not participating in the podcasting space. He would have great influence if he did. Well, that's that's part of what I'm I'm talking about is that he's got so much experience and so much um influence coming out of radio, right? I mean, I'm assuming he's still doing his nationally syndicated radio yeah, show, but I don't is. even know if that's the case. Well, I would assume. Uh, but again, I you know, I don't blame you have to pick your battles, Rob. It's just like I'm telling you, you're going to now start hanging out three o'clock in the morning on this new platform. I'm talking, talking, I mean, you're talking to the guy that was that was working the podcast academy for the last five months. So uh, I mean, that, I've been, that was your choice. Spread myself thin. That I've was your choice. That was your choice, my friend. <laughs> no, I, I I agree, but it's it's something that you know. I want to stay relevant in the space. Well, I, I, I can stay relevant in doing what we're doing here right. and talking to podcasters, but right. I have, well, we're, we're in a different situation than Leo is. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're hosting tens of thousands of podcasts. Um, so we have to be in the middle of the conversation because we're always wanting new people to host with our on our platform. So we always, you know, that's why I'm really engaged in clubhouses because there's so many new podcasters over there. Well, you should tell the other that Rob to, be... to take up the slack. What's that? <laughs> tell the other Rob to get involved. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the other Rob. Yeah. Well, actually Rob's a member over there. And so is Elsie. And so is Dave Jackson. They're all active over there. I don't know that Rob has joined any sessions over there, but, but I think um, that's, I think it's coming. Well, I will probably wander in, but I'm not staying up to three o'clock in the morning. No, I don't think you have to do that. There's plenty of them go going on during normal hours. Because the challenge then really is, is do, you know, if it, okay, agenda. So if I go over there and I can gain 50 new blueberry customers, well, I'm in a week, I'm going to be over there a lot, but you know, I'm not in the business of, of recruiting and I don't want to go over there and be a, a, a shill. No, no, I'm not doing that either. I'm not over there. You know, people will ask me about Lipson, but right. it's, it's not, it's not a, a regular thing. Yeah. It's more talking about the issues in the medium and helping, helping, um, new podcasters that are involved in the platform, understand the history of the medium. I mean, I heard on the the session that I was involved in last night, um, people expressed to me, I was actually in two different groups last night, but, um, expressed a desire in this room to uh, understand more of the history of the medium and to get, help them get perspective on why things are happening the way they are. Cause this industry is getting more complicated. Well, it's true. Um, and our knowledge and our background is becoming rarer and rarer. Yeah. Um, to, and especially rarer because of the willingness to share it. Mm -hmm. And to some people, they, I don't know that they care about the history of podcasting in some ways because they're more focused on how podcasting is going to help them going forward. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
I think you can learn from the past. Oh, I what's worked, what hasn't worked. Right. But okay. So here's what happens. And maybe because it's voice, it's not as um, confrontational because when I'm responding to people and trying to give them context on a Facebook post, um, it, it just, you know, it's run the gambit in responses. So maybe I become a little bit jaded in, in, in actually going in and putting in, because it feels like I'm saying the same thing over and over and over and over. Oh, Totally. I think about that every day. It's like, I, I just go, can I keep doing that? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like, you know, you start getting on this treadmill. Yeah. And you feel like you're on a broken stuff. record, you know, and. Right. right. But and that's he, where some of this, the cynicism that happens on this show comes from is that we get tired of talking about the same thing over and over and over again. But you kind of have to do that when there's so new, so many new people though. But at what point do you become that dude? Yeah. You know, no, that, there's definitely a danger. Of, yeah. Of being, being seen as a curmudgeon that, right. that doesn't, doesn't evolve and doesn't change the modern times and you're an OG and all this kind right. of, yeah, there's, there's definitely a slippery slope to that. There is. Question. Yeah. It's the risks that we take. I don't mind be, being called an old curmudgeon, but. Yeah, maybe I'm jaded too a little bit. So, I'd, I'd be completely honest here. I am that way too. <laughs> so, when you listening, also, you listening to us again, you need to become our surrogates. You need to go out and and share the formula. And it, it, and probably this isn't appropriate right now, but as Adam Curry say and his show, no agenda. You got to punch him in the mouth. So you, you know, I'm not. No, <laughs> Don't, don't misunderstand us. I'm not looking for you to clone the, the cynicism. What I want you to do is clone right, the, right. the positive side. Right, right. And right. You, everybody's been listening, you know, if you've been here for 426 episodes and you will, you know, like, you know, you will have known the history of podcasting 15 times over. So, right. So take that information, massage it around and make it, make it a story that's inspiring and. <laughs> Well, someone's listening to this show today says, let the flowers. Someone is listening to this show to say, let me the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) These these guys have lost their minds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's not the real world that we live in, Todd. Yeah. It's all about cynicism now. Martin says, since 2006, I've inspired 10 plus individuals, companies, and organizations to start podcasting. And that's a lot of podcasters have that on their resume because people have, I know my show, my personal show has sparked hundreds of shows over right. the years and most of them are no longer here, but it sparked hundreds of shows from my podcast, not my, this show from my mm-hmm. tech show. And, right. um, and yeah, I'm proud of that as well, but there's over a million podcasts right now. And it's just, you know, there's a few of us. So we, we were mentioned in some Facebook posts, the three shows to listen to us, uh, Ray Otega's show and the feed. They said, those are the three you should listen to. And I appreciate someone, you know, uh, promoting us in that Facebook post. Yeah. But there's the, a, 
the real trigger one is the podcasters roundtable. Yeah, the podcasters roundtable. Right. So, but there was, you know, there's 40 other people doing shows like these. And to be right. honest with you, I don't have time to listen to them. So you, if if you're listening to other shows, then are 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 our perspectives different than what you're hearing on other shows? I don't have time to listen, but probably if I listen, I'd get pissed off. Well, and now that James Gridlin has his Podland, um, I was on there as a guest uh, last week. I didn't even know he was doing a show. Yeah. When did he start that? Well, he's doing a show with Sam Sethi out of the UK. So it's it's James and, you know, so that the English accent is all over that one. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and it's, you know, I I do appreciate what James has done um, a lot, and that's bring a global perspective to the podcast medium that was so sorely missing. Um, you know, I mean, you just l- look at his newsletters and how many links and stories that he has in there to things he's, that are going he's, on. He's in got a Australia very good and but, Asia. And, but let's that? let's not. You know, he is doing very well financially with that show, with that newsletter. So. He, yeah. he deserves credit for it. I'm not denying that. Right. 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 But, you know, he has, you know, challenged me here lately to some degree. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, you know, I, I that's okay. I'm just going to be frank. Yeah. Come on. You're a public face in podcasting. You're, you're just like me, you know. I can, I can take it. Yes. Me. So don't, don't, don't a, get your knickers all messed up. I'm be- not, I'm not, but <laughs> other people in the, in the space, um, have gotten their knickers up. So why? I, oh. uh, just because, oh my god! I think you know who I'm talking. Yeah. About, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's what it is. So, so we're on, we're actually over time, but what did you think about the piece that was in podcast business journal about the podcast Academy? the person that he interviewed in the commentary. Oh, oh, about the, whether the hundred bucks is worth it. Right. I, I mean, that wasn't any kind of a place piece or anything. I mean, it was, it was completely a random member. I'm sure that there's going to be more articles like that coming out mm-hmm. um, from, from the, the, the journal, but I thought it was, you know, an optimistic, uh, view of what the what the podcast academy can can bring long term. I mean, I I remain to be optimistic. You know, I'm no, I'm not the chairperson anymore. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to have influence and not going to be involved in the the activities of the organization until my term runs out. And right. And then then I'll I'll be replaced by someone that's voted in by the membership of mm-hmm. the organization. So this being appointed thing is just a temporary thing to get the organization started. And I'm, I'm hoping that another new organization will be formed that will be truly more of a industry organization, um, more like a trade organization. So that's what I'm hoping for. All right. At some point. Okay. Um, we're going to get out of here. We're long, long, okay. long. And I've had a long winded again. Is that what we are? Talking? This is five hours for me today in the chair. I need to stand up for two hours. So okay. I need to go buy groceries too. So I'm out of, I'm out of food, in my refrigerator. So that's, okay. a, that's a priority today. Todd, I mean, you are too busy. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, what's funny is, is we're not like, I think you're more busy than I am and I'm, I'm on clubhouse. So. <laughs> we have a, a we're, this is rural America. There is no, you can't, you have to go get your groceries. You can't have someone pick them up and bring them to you. <laughs> well, there's no Uber, there's no Lyft, there's no Uber eats, you know? So I don't use any of those services myself. Why not? It's time saver. <laughs> oh, I'm not that much of a, I actually enjoy going to the grocery store. I spent, I don't know, five, six years of my life working in the grocery industry. So, <laughs> you enjoy what? going to the grocery store. I do enjoy going to the grocery store. <laughs> Costco, Costco is my favorite shopping. Trip. I haven't I been in Costco in Costco. eighteen months <laughs> because it's an hour and fifteen minutes away, <laughs> and I don't like go. Sam's, which is forty-five minutes away. Yeah, well, that, I've sh- I've shopped at Sam's before too. <laughs> But anyway, I, we're completely off topic now. So. Yeah, we are talking. Anyway, someone someone to do my grocery shopping for me. Cold Water, Michigan. Let me know if you're close. <laughs> All right, it's everyone. It's a social get-together opportunity, right? Yeah, with social distancing and wearing a mask that stinks. Yep, so. Right, there you go. Wash that. I did. Oh. I forgot to throw three of them in my laundry yesterday, so I was cussing <laughs> myself. I had to go to my to my reserve and pull out two new ones because I didn't yeah. wash the three I'd wore last week. So, all right, everyone, all right. thanks okay. for being here. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News. Go around, spread the formula that we have provided you here. Get on Clubhouse, repeat, and, and deliver for us so we don't have to go spend time there and be there at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee, and uh, I have a website, robgreenlee.com, plus I... Um, have an email too, robg at lipson.com. You can send me an email if you have any comments or questions. I, I think we got um I think we got an email from a listener that was gonna do something around t shirts. Yeah, we might have some t shirts soon. So right. here's what we right. here's what you can do. If uh, you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscribe. If you're watching uh, wherever you're watching from, you can always go to newmediashow.com. There's a PayPal link there. You know, every dime does go, doesn't go to Rob or I, it goes to paying the bill. So, uh, because right. I do a cure a bill for the multicast stuff. So, uh, if you can help us offset that, that would be great. And I, that doesn't come out of my blueberry budget, that comes out of my pocket. So, um, everyone, thanks for being here and, uh, being part of our, uh, our yeah, little family. You. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>